listening to Falling Into Soul. I'm McCall Erickson, your host and creator of this space. Thank you for tuning in. It means so much that so many of you are resonating with what I'm sharing here and finding some sort of comfort, relief, support in it as you traverse the wilds of your own soul living. This is episode 7, and I want to create some new conversation around soul purpose and alignment. Because there is a lot of misconception, a lot of hyped up culture around finding your soul purpose that actually conditions us away from living in alignment with the soul. We can be so busy trying to find what our soul purpose is, trying to create the lifestyle we think is going to give us the most freedom, that we can miss the one true thing the soul actually wants, which is to live the life we've been given. One of the biggest misconceptions with the whole find your purpose thing is we think the soul purpose is a fixed thing, something we can find and live. But the purpose of the soul is not a fixed thing because the soul is not a fixed thing. The soul is the part of us that belongs to the mystery. Soul is the mystery. Voltaire said, 4,000 volumes of metaphysics will not teach us what the soul is. The soul is continually being revealed to us. It's the unconscious made conscious every step we go. And the purpose of the soul, first and foremost, is to have a direct experience with life. I said that to my partner recently in a conversation, and he said, that is so important. You should definitely say that on your podcast. And I said, I've said that like so many times already. I'm afraid people are going to get sick of hearing it. And he said, well, it needs its own episode where you just say that and let it sink in for 20 minutes. The purpose of the soul, first and foremost, is to have a direct experience with life as is. What this means is that the soul wants to experience what is actually happening as it's happening. This is so important for alchemy because we know we can't make magic or create anything without first having a relationship with that thing, with things as they are. And the soul helps us have this relationship. The soul is the part of us that is able to experience life directly in the mess, in the depths, in the actual experience of it. We need that part of us in order to make any kind of magic, in order to do anything, in order to enter the relational space with life. Alchemists, creators know the relational space is where the magic happens. So if we are to enter a relational space with life, we need the soul because the soul knows how to enter that space, the soul enters life, wants to be in direct experience with life. The soul is in the soil. The soul is in the soil, the dirt, the richness of life. This is confusing though, because most of us take a spiritual journey or enter some kind of soul healing and soul work in the first place because life isn't working so well for us. So why would we think the purpose of the soul is then to have a direct experience with life if life is the problem in the first place? So of course we would think it's something different than that, something more, something more exciting or easier to live than the life that we turned away from in order to find the soul. 
Well, what we find through the soul healing and the soul work is that the thing that isn't working so well is actually our ideas about life, our conditioning about life, our beliefs about it, our stories about it, our approach to it, our relationship with it. Life itself continues to be life. There is no escape from that. And soul work, the soul work, the point of soul work is to clear ourselves of the ideas, stories, trauma responses, conditionings, the things that get in the way of having a direct experience with life, having a deeper conversation with life, being able to work with life. We don't do soul work so we can get the life we want We do it so we can engage in the life we have. In order to do that, we have to address the places we've been wounded, the parts of us that have been forgotten or frozen in time, so we can invite them into the conversation and have an experience with life now. Instead of living from the conditioning and the responses and the habits we built around our wounds, which actually do protect us and help us live until we're ready to integrate those parts of ourselves again. So it's not bad to have trauma responses and conditionings. They protect us. They keep us alive. They help us survive until we're ready for more. This is the soul work. This is what soul work gives us. The ability to navigate in alignment with parts of ourselves that have formerly been forgotten or crowded out by trauma and conditioning. That's what we get from the soul work, a deeper relationship and conversation with life, not an escape from it. The soul's freedom doesn't come from achieving a certain lifestyle. The soul's freedom comes from our ability to meet the moment. Can I hear, meet, and live what life is asking of me now? Therein lies the soul work where we can't quite meet life, where there's that rub, that's where the soul work lies. What do we need to address? What parts of ourselves do we need to visit that maybe got frozen in time? What parts of our soul need attention so that we can meet the moment? And what we find when we're able to enter the moment, when we have a clear path to the soul and live in alignment with the soul, We find that the moment is not always pretty. The moment is not always happy-go-lucky. It's not always ease. It's not always bliss. Sometimes what's actually happening is painful. And sometimes it's boring and mundane. More mundane than we think it should be if we're living in soul. And sometimes what's actually happening is sad. Or horrific even. And the purpose then for the soul, as much as we can, is to live the sadness, to live the grief, to live failure, to live whatever is coming up for us as we engage in a direct conversation with life. That's the purpose of the soul. Unfortunately, we are so conditioned to think that once we've healed and we're living in alignment with our soul, things should feel good. Things should be easy. There should be bliss. There should be happiness and flow. Yes, sometimes there is. But real talk, not all the time. What's actually happening can be a lot of sadness. And if we are able to live that sadness, what an offering our lives can be to live in in alignment with grief, to live in alignment with heartache and sadness, 
what an offering that could be to the world to carve out a way to live with sadness, to live with grief. This is where the soul mastery comes in, when we can live the harder things too. We're so conditioned to think those things are not worth living, those things we should get away from them, we should try to get over them. We think a sad life is not worth living, but where did that idea come from? Sadness is full of richness, full of depths. Melancholy brings so many immense gifts and treasures from its depths. And I understand this is not easy. This is counterintuitive to our cultural and spiritual conditioning to think that our purpose could be to carry sadness and to carry grief. We think people who suffer and are sad are less enlightened. We think that people who work mundane jobs aren't as enlightened. We think people who aren't spiritual aren't spiritual. We think people who don't do yoga or eat a certain way aren't spiritual. That is all conditioning that has to fall. I came across these words from Jeff Foster today while working on this podcast. Perfect timing, of course. It's from his piece called The Wound is the Doorway. The spiritual patriarchy is collapsing under its own weight. The fear-based notions of how you should be the sad ideal of bliss and light and only positive vibes, it has destroyed souls for too long. Again, that's Jeff Foster. This spiritual culture patterned after the patriarchy has truly been detrimental to the soul, and it is time for soul reclamation. The soul is the part of us that can live life directly. And one of the things that keeps us from doing that, from aligning with what is, is that we think it should be different. We think it should feel better. We think it should be easy. We think it should keep us safer, less vulnerable. In fact, it's usually the opposite. And I've noticed there are some telltale signs for soul alignment, actual soul alignment, not our ideas of what our soul purpose and alignment should be. So here are some of those signs. If you're learning to recognize alignment and it's not what you thought it would be, soul alignment almost always has an element of hard to it, something that's hard to swallow for the ego, something that doesn't feel quite good. It includes paradox. It's hard and beautiful. It's life-sucking and life-giving at the same time. Soul alignment asks us to be a little more vulnerable with ourselves and others than we would initially choose. It asks us to be more open, more compassionate with ourselves and others. We can also recognize soul alignment as sometimes being the thing that we try to escape from, but in the end, when it comes down to it, we can't escape from it. Something we can't get rid of no matter how much healing we do or how much alchemizing we do, if it still remains, there's a good sign. There's a chance that that is soul alignment. We actually have to enter a conversation with it instead of get rid of it. Soul alignment asks us to be a little more open to the mystery, to the longing. Aligning with our soul does not fulfill all of our longings. It asks us to open to them and embody them. Soul alignment is so often the opposite of what we would think it is. It's not the life we would have planned consciously. That's the definition 
of soul living. We discover it. We uncover it as we go. Soul alignment, soul purpose, we have to tune into it. We have to let it be known to us. We don't decide what it is and go make it happen. It's the unconscious continually made conscious every step we go. It's not mapped out. It's discovered with every step. And because life is continually unfolding, our alignment with what is is continually unfolding. And I want to share a song that became a really amazing mantra for me. To me, this song is the song for soul work, for undoing conditioning and shifting stories and and getting the stuff out of the way so I can actually see what soul alignment is. It's that moment when the veils fall, when you realize that something's actually way different than you thought it was going to be, when misconceptions, preconceived notions start to fall and you see something clearer, in that moment, your narrative shifts, the story changes. You open to the mystery a little bit more. You open to a different conversation with life. That this song is about that moment. I realized when I started doing soul work how many layers of conditioning there actually were that I had to let go of to find my soul alignment. And not just once, always, always as a, as a way of, of moving. You know, we, we can go through a huge overhaul in our lives to clear a path to soul. And once we have that clear path, The alchemy becomes about keeping that path clear. If the path is going to be kept clear, we have to continually go through these moments of alchemizing our ideas about things, our our misconceptions. So it's, it's an ongoing process of keeping that path clear to the soul. And this is a quintessential soul moment to me, this moment of soul work, when what you thought was true is falling. When what you thought was your alignment, what you thought was your way, starts to fall. And something deeper from within begins to be revealed. It's funny how one moment can change everything. And suddenly my stories are Fears I hid in dark corners are breaking free. Didn't know I'd been carrying so many things that I don't need. All these shadows of longing haunting me. The things you wanted that I could never be. Oh
same when truth shines its light on the pain of trying to live a life that doesn't fit quite right all oh, the illusions distractions and the lies all of the ways i want to run and hide Thank you so much for listening, for being in this space with me. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider rating or reviewing it in the app where you're listening. It helps other listeners find it and know what it's about. You can share with a friend or on social media. You can go to McCallErickson.com to donate and to find more of my work. Most importantly, thank you for walking the path of your soul in these challenging times. Soul work feels selfish sometimes as it takes us out of the mainstream, but for those of us called to the inner work, it truly is one of the most selfless contributions we can offer to ourselves and the collective. Until next time, be well in soul.